0: Hey hey sacred friends. This is Lori Andres and welcome to Crystal Shaman Life. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self, to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, my sick friends. I am Lori Andrus, and welcome to this week's episode of Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. I want to begin today by first saying, hey, happy fall equinox to those of you who are in the northern hemisphere. And to our listeners in the summer, southern hemisphere, I want to say, happy spring. Oh, my goodness. This is such a beautiful time of the year. It's a time when we really feel a sense of balance within ourselves. And those of you who are celebrating the fall equinox, you are aware that this is a time of both harvest and letting go it's a really really potent time and um, I invite you to really just surrender into that place of receiving and allowing whatever wants to shut away to shed away this fall so that you can fully step into where you're being next called in your life alright so as we dive in today our topic is 15 signs that you have a shamanic calling. I'm really excited to dive into this topic because it's a hot one, you know, and, and I often hear from people, um, they'll, they'll tell me about an experience that they've had in their life and then they'll look at me and they go, so what do you think of that? Is that What is that and i'll be like oh hun you're being that's a shamanic calling Your, your soul is being called to step into your unique wisdom your unique medicine path and um and sometimes that can be kind of confusing for people and sometimes it's really exciting and and sometimes we just need someone else to flip on the light and let us know that like to give us that affirmation to um to support us in recognizing what we're feeling within ourselves. So my hope today is to to illuminate some of the things that have been naturally already a part of your life and your way of being that um, are trying to get your attention to step more wholly into your unique medicine and your unique medicine path. But before we dive in, I want to just touch lightly on the word shaman and shamanism because there's, I really want to honor the indigenous origin of this word and how it's become, you know, it's really become a cultural archetype for um, the sacred medicine carriers in our world and and it's one that I really identify with and as we go through this process today and we talk more deeply about it um, I'm, I'm sure you'll begin to understand within yourself uh, why perhaps this word actually resonates for you. But um, I'm just going to pull from um, the shamanism.com website because they, they just have a really beautiful way of saying this and I want to share it with you um, in a word that really resonates for me and, and perhaps will resonate for you. So shamanism is an ancient healing tradition and moreover a way of life. It's a way to connect with nature and all of creation. The word shaman originates from the Tungus tribe in Siberia. Anthropologists coined this term, and they have used it to refer to spiritual and ceremonial leaders among indigenous cultures worldwide. The word shamanism can be used to describe the ancient spiritual practices of these indigenous cultures. And... Clearly, the countless similarities between various ancient traditions played a role in the continual generalization of the word. So the word itself um, really comes from that place of recognizing this universal nature. So So we know that it comes originally from... The Tungus region and um and it has been generalized to medicine men and medicine women throughout the world and one of the things that i really love that's identified here is the the similarities the countless similarities between various ancient traditions and that's really what i believe medicine men and medicine women recognize And, um, when they went, when bringing in that word shaman and really owning it, it's not about one particular thread of practice or one particular way of doing things. It's about recognizing that there are some universal truths, universal energetic ways of being universal wisdoms that are being tapped into and connected with, and that there are many ways to do that. There are many words for those, um, for those practices. And so to me, the word shaman is a deep, deep honoring of that universal nature that is within lots and lots of different practices. Um, I remember when I started studying shamanism way, way back, um, I read a book and in it Alberto, um, Alberto Vialdo talked about his experience in South America and how, um, how he was speaking with one of the medicine men, and they they, they ran into another room, and they grabbed the 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 uh, medicine man grabbed his wife's lipstick and came out and had Alberto stripped down, and he started drawing on Alberto with the lipstick, and Alberto had someone take photos of it, and Alberto looked at the photos later, and he saw um, that this 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 man was talking about the shaman was talking about. Uh, rivers of light. He kept talking about rivers of light and when Alberto looked at it outside of that moment he saw that they were the acupuncture points and the meridians throughout the body and he had this awareness that they were speaking of the same things just using different words to describe it. So I invite you within yourself, whatever cultural background you have, whatever um, spiritual upbringing, spiritual experiences you've had, to begin to just step outside of that and open your heart to the universal um, nature that that is available within within all spiritual, spiritual practices, within all spirituality, and, um, and let yourself step into that, opening your heart to what unifies us what brings us together spiritually Mm, all right beautiful all right so let's dive in number one of the 15 signs that you have a shamanic calling all right number one is that you are very likely empathic you may or may not know this but you are likely empathic and you are very in touch with your emotions and the emotions of others that is truly what being empathic is right (laughs) but um but that ability to really tap into and connect with your um, your emotional self, your your emotions, and recognizing the power of your emotions, the ability to harness that momentum that they create, and um, and allow it to be magnetic and empowering in your own life and for others, supporting others in their lives. Um, this is. A really beautiful way, like uh, empathic nature, opens up this doorway to what I I see as being the next quality, and that is this ability to be perceptive and easily read other people, to read, um, to read a situation, to read uh, an emotional response, to read, you know, a person's face. You know, our empathic nature is what opens that doorway to connecting at a layer at a different level with people than what is at the surface than what they're presenting it's that ability to look at a person who has a beautiful bright smile and feel something different and know that there's something else that maybe just needs to be tapped into today that maybe that person just is ready to um, to have revealed to them and then there's the art of knowing when to do that, right? <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. All right, so that number one is the empathic nature. You have an empathic nature, empathic gifts. You're highly in touch with your emotions. Number two is that you're perceptive. You're able to easily read other people. Number three, you're highly sensitive. Now this I can come in with the emotional piece, the emotions and the empathic, but I'm actually separating it out because i really want to highlight the aspect of um, sensitivity that has to do with our traditional five senses and our intuitive senses our traditional five senses offer some really amazing wisdom and then when we tap into our intuitive senses we have this ability to um, to receive information that maybe isn't right there, that uh, maybe we smell something that is not fully present, that's not an actual, that maybe nobody else in the room smells, and that offers a piece of insight or wisdom to us. Um, Our ability to hear, see, touch, taste, and um, the sensitivity of each of those senses is higher than others, than it is for others uh so i'm going to just kind of tangent a tiny bit here Um, my older brother is an, an adult with autism and when we were younger his his uh his senses were incredibly heightened they still are they are incredibly heightened he hears things that i don't hear and um and I know that they are exactly what he's supposed to hear right so uh, when we were growing up it was very interesting to observe and experience life with him because touch taste smell sound those things created incredible um, strong responses for him and we maybe didn't notice what he was responding to now i don't want to make any generalizations you know beyond uh beyond this awareness of sense heightened sensitivities but he was one of my greatest teachers as to what it means to have heightened senses and to really understand the um, the overwhelming nature of what that is. So I invite you to just tune in, like you may or may not be aware of this, um, it's funny because my husband and I will have conversations and we have different senses that are heightened, you know, and um, I'll, I'll respond to something and he'll be like, I don't, I don't smell that. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, it's here, it's here. <laughs> and then he'll, he'll notice something and he'll tell me and I'll be like, oh, I totally missed that. And, you know, so noticing where are your senses heightened? What are your um, sensitivities? not all of us have that that's not a a, you know hard and fast rule but it is something to be attuned to something to be aware of all right number four um you are not only comfortable in solitude but you enjoy solitude yeah I often joke that there's a part of me that would be quite comfortable being a hermit, like just put me in a cabin in the woods somewhere and I will be very, very happy. Now, there's also a part of me that loves to be social and loves to be connected. And I think that this dance um, that I have between the two, between the two of being incredibly introverted and enjoying my time in in solitude and aloneness um, and that dance of enjoying being with people is, is actually a part of what my soul is here for in this lifetime, right? So, you know, a lot of us who have this, um, this kind of, uh, introvert extrovert kind of dance in our lives, like we may be mostly lean towards being introverted, but, but we are comfortable being with other people, comfortable being social. There's an aspect of that. That's, um, kind of the evolution of what's happening in our, in, um, in spirituality right now, you know, in other lifetimes, I would imagine that I would have been very comfortable being, um, being a monk, being a nun, being off in a, um, in a religious, you know, like, uh, you know, seclusion kind of setting. But I also know that while there's this part of me that loves that immersion into the deep spiritual, that's not what I'm here for in this lifetime. I'm here for something different. And so having this awareness of your own comfort and your own awareness of um, what you're really here for, what is your unique uh, journey in this lifetime, that is number four. Okay, so number five is to recognize The bigger picture or story that's playing out, you have this ability to recognize the bigger story or um, bigger picture of what's happening and being birthed in our reality. And you recognize that there's this uh, evolution in humanity, a birthing of new consciousness, and you have a desire to be a part of that. Yeah. So you recognize that um, the stories that are unfolding, you recognize perhaps the mythology, the cultural patterns that are emerging and coming into awareness. And you recognize that they're coming into awareness, not only to create chaos, but to actually create true healing. This is, a, this is a gift of a shaman, of a medicine individual, they, the, the ability to step outside of that chaos of what's happening and see the bigger picture. And then in addition to that, a desire to hold the vision of that bigger picture. Where is this leading to? What is happening beyond this chaotic experience that's unfolding? and creating space for that. All right, number six is that you may feel called, you may have always felt a call to support others, to, to be present for others in their healing, physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, and and really helping them to find their place of well-being. Uh, for some people that may show up in, you know, like uh, helping to create homes or create spaces. Um, it may be that you've chosen a medical career, a psychological career. Uh, you may be uh, a healthcare practitioner of some sort. Or maybe you actually work in the um, the industry of fitness and health and like health coaching Uh or you've gone into uh, energy healing in some capacity, and you recognize that you have a deep, deep desire to support others in finding their wholeness, their well-being, and that is really natural for you. All right, number seven, you are a seeker, hmm yeah. I love that energy of uh, the seeker energy that um, you recognize this desire to within yourself to learn and to learn not just one tradition, not just one way of practicing, not just one way of being, but to like let yourself just send out that feeler energy to connect with so much beautiful information. And then you filter it through and you discover what is your truth and what is the truth that you're here to share this is a beautiful beautiful quality of the shaman this ability to continue to seek out a um, deeper connection with spirit there's also this a desire to then bridge that connection to bridge that connection with the world so um, with the physical world, the spiritual world and the fish, the physical world. So this, this may happen through a, a deep interest in, um, ancient practices, uh, in ancient healing arts, uh, ceremony, ritual, uh, other types of practices that really call to you. It may be working with plants, with animals, with, um, with crystals and allowing that to to really uh, create a bridge between the worlds. All right, number eight. Hmm, I like this one a lot. <laughs> there is a creative, artistic, visionary aspect of to your spirit and you feel a calling to express that and you may have at one point recognized that as a desire to have what what we see in the world as a more traditional expression of creative arts and you know when I say the traditional expression I mean you know like musician uh uh artist like visual artist um uh like a dancer a singer you know like there's so many traditional ways but there are so many non-traditional ways as well and that can be um being a gardener and creating beauty in your garden it can be creating beautiful spaces um having an eye for how to create an altar that is not only beautiful but is energetically empowering and activating. It is about um, actually like recognizing that the, the depth that can come through a, a painting or a piece of artwork um, or through a song or through a drumming um, or something as simple as a whistle And and allowing that to be expressed, to be brought into being a lot, like the recognition that um, this part of self that is here to create. And then the bridge between the creation of that um, expression and the creation of life and how the two beautifully come together. Okay, the next thing is that you may have ancestors who were healers now in a lot of indigenous cultures it's a very clear this pathway is really really clear you know from one generation to the next there are there's there there are healers that are brought into the world right and and it's really really clear but then in our western world it's a little bit different we have to look a little bit look at this a little bit differently and um, we may recognize it as, oh, my mom was a nurse. Oh, my parents hosted uh, prayer groups with family and extended family. And they did hands-on prayer healing, which is not traditional in our religion. Or um, they believed in the mysticism. My family had this mystical element. Or, um, oh, my father dreamed incredibly vivid dreams and he always had these intuitive knowings you know there are things within our lineage if we look at it if we step out of um, what we think it should look like and open our hearts to what is there there are clues that were guiding us that were opening up the um, our own capacity to be present for others to be present for humanity and to show up honoring our unique healing gifts. All right, number 10, um, you will have likely at some point in your life experienced some sort of soul initiation. And this this is a key piece. Now, this can look like a lot of different things. Um, when I studied with the Peruvian shaman, uh, one of the ways that they identified this was a lightning strike. But we live in a very different reality, and um, we we know that being out in a thunder and lightning storm isn't the safest thing. And so, <laughs> so it, we've been taught from a very young age: oh, if it's lightning, get inside, right? So this isn't a part of our our culture to um, to have people experience lightning strikes and survive them. And um, it, it does happen, but it's not central, right? So um, it's not a key identifier. But what is, is that often when we have, um, a lot of us have had, a lot of us who are called to a shamanic path have had experiences in our lives where we have um, had Abuse of some sort, whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, and often at very young ages. And it's required a part of ourselves to take, embark on a healing journey. Um, we may have had accidents, like been in a serious car accident or had some sort of other trauma, um, and some sort of near death experience where it is like a near drowning or some other experience that has. Called uh, that has um, supported us in in touching both sides of of life, the physical and the spiritual. Something that um, has called us to take a deep personal journey to get to know ourselves, to come to know, to to heal the pain and trauma that has been a part of our path, and to and through that to have come into a more intimate relationship with self and with spirit. Okay, the next piece is to have a deep connection with all of life, with the natural world, with nature with um, with all of life recognizing that interconnectedness of life now a lot of times you can look at this as being really just simply being really comfortable in nature enjoying being outside being comfortable with wildlife recognizing um, the, the presence as messages, or recognizing animals that um, show up in our world as offering wisdom and messages. Uh, it can be um, the desire to simply communicate and connect with the trees, the plants, the water, the rain, the oceans, the rivers, the streams, the mountains, the valleys. That connection and that relationship is truly, truly unique and celebrated. And when we cultivate that, um, incredibly powerful and supportive in, um, in creating, oh gosh, in creating and birthing a new consciousness in the world. It's amazing. All right. So with that one, that's number 11, I would like to add one more piece and that piece is a connection with crystals. Now, as you know, um, my work is largely in the area of, of crystal shamanism and, um, and that element of relationship with the crystals. The crystals are of the earth, they're, they're of the land, they are and they have wisdom and messages and so much yumminess to share with us. So that is another piece that comes in with this connection to nature. All right, number 12 is to be a vivid dreamer. Perhaps you've had dreams of where ancient medicine teachings have emerged or you've had profound insights or prophetic experiences. Um, perhaps you've connected with ancient spiritual guides and teachers, perhaps some that you recognize through our, um, our religions, you know, our world religions um, or through world mythology, that come forward to share bits of wisdom and insight with you and um, and these dreams this aspect of vivid dreams um, those are a calling they are calling you forward into your own medicine work and medicine path all right number 13 is that you may be drawn to or attracted to ancient spiritual sites ancient sacred sites um, and you may have already, and if not already, have a calling to go and do this, but um, you may have already visited places. You know, there's some of the obvious ones like like the um, Egyptian pyramids, Machu Picchu, Stonehenge, um, Sedona, uh, those are places that we we recognize right but there's also another aspect that is a little little bit different and that is that ties in with this connection to nature Sometimes we feel just called to go to a specific location. Um, like for me, one of my one of the places that I think of is uh, Lake Superior, and um, and there there's a really deep spiritual connection that I have with Lake Superior, or as I call her, Great Mother Superior um and this can happen with mountains with a different um, locations that are near you uh, in my area there's a place that has some ancient caves and um, that is a site that i have always 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 since i was a little girl had an immense fascination with and i've always longed to go there and when i was little you couldn't go into the caves now the caves are open and we can go into them so um, so knowing where some of those places are for you, where are the places that you feel a strong pull towards and um, recognizing that in, in some capacity, on some level, that is a part of sacred pilgrimage for you, that there's a soul connection with those places and that um, there's an energetic connection that is pulling you, calling you there. And, uh, and deepening into that is really going to offer some deep wisdom okay the next one uh (laughs) is that animal spirit guides may be showing up for you you may suddenly recognize that oh my goodness i keep seeing a hawk in the neighborhood we never see hawks in our neighborhood but there is one flying overhead and screeching every day guess what there is some some spiritual medicine wisdom there for you and it is probably calling you to to pay attention to pay attention to something that's happening within you that is calling you to bring forward your unique medicine now i you know i use hawk as an example but it could be as simple as all you've never had mice in your house and all of a sudden there's a mouse in your house or um or this is kind of a fun one um my husband and i were outside one evening and we left the front door open Uh, and we there's a little crack and it's probably about a half half to an inch um, around the front screen door in our house we have an old house and um, we had a custom-made door but it doesn't quite it kind of warped a little bit and it's just created this little crack and normally we leave a light on and it's not an issue Um, but for whatever reason we were outside the light wasn't on we came in the house and guess what was in my office of all rooms in the house a bat And bats are all about shamanic callings and initiations. And guess what? This was a very potent message for me. It was so timely. It was so, so timely. So pay attention when you have something unusual happen, an unusual experience with an animal. Or if you have an animal that is always around always 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 and um and perhaps you know it maybe even bugs you a little bit it's being around maybe it's like the squirrels that are constantly digging in your flower beds or um or the the birds that are dropping that hang out in the tree above your vehicle and they're dropping on your vehicle (laughs) let yourself just observe step back and observe and tune in what is the wisdom what's the medicine that's wanting to come forward for me right now what are they inviting me to recognize what is it what are they showing up for when i started my shamanic path um, in uh, my conscious, i'm going to say conscious shamanic path <laughs> shamanic studies in 2007 um, that was the very first time i saw a bald eagle in the wild in my area and I, when i say in the wild i mean actually in the city flying free, not in um, not in a, a cage somewhere, you know, not at the wildlife sanctuary in it's, you know, in the caged area where it's like flying free. And that was really powerful for me. That was a powerful, powerful alignment experience. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, eagles weren't here before. It just means I had never seen one and it really made sure it got my attention at that time. All right, so the last one, This is my favorite one, and it's really fun. And um, those of you out there who've done this recently, you're gonna get a giggle because I've seriously heard this from several people recently. And as I started to sit with this um, this episode, this podcast episode, as I sat with it and I prepared for it, I just got a big, big giggle because I realized that one, this was a part of my own answering my own shamanic calling, and two. I can't even count how many people who have answered their shamanic calling <laughs> through this process as well. So this is a fun one. <laughs> um you suddenly feel inspired or called to create a sacred sanctuary medicine space in your garden. Whether it be a medicine wheel, or a space to have fires, or a water bowl, a ceremonial water bowl, and all of a sudden, everything, all the pieces, just show up, like the perfect fire bowl, the perfect water bowl, um, the the stones that want to hold space in each of the four directions. This is something that I'm, I'm just like I, I'm. I'm delighted, actually, at this thread that I've seen, and I just think it's really beautiful. So, if that's something that has happened for you um, at some point in your life, where you've just had this, you know, unexplained call, calling to create this, and you um, maybe have also at the same time felt like, I don't even know why I'm creating this. I don't have any, you know, connection to this, but I feel called to. Listen. There's something there for you. There's some deeper wisdom that's showing up, and it's really, really beautiful. You, will, there's a calling for you to explore this further, and um, the process of creating and the, the creation experience has a lot of magic and wisdom for you. Ah, uh, okay so excited about that. So with that, those are 15 uh, ways to recognize that perhaps you're having a shamanic calling. You have a shamanic calling. And my guess is that um, if you have listened all the way through this episode, um, you can likely recognize, I would say, better than 50%, probably closer to 70 or 80% of these Uh, characteristics um, within yourself or experiences within yourself and almost feel like you have just gone through and checked off a checklist and said, yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, that's me. Mm -hmm. Oh, ooh, I never thought about that that way. (laughs) And so if that's you, if you're recognizing within yourself that you have a shamanic calling and recognizing that perhaps this calling has been um, a part of your life for a very long time, that it's been getting louder and louder and louder and it's inviting you to to step more wholly into action and respond to this call if you're feeling right now like oh yes i am ready to respond to this call i'd like to invite you to head on over to my website um, and go to crystal uh crystal shamanschool.com And check out, um, we have enrollment open right now for our fall shamanic initiation program. Um, It's a year long journey. There are several different ways that you can step into that journey. And I would love for you to join us. Right now there's early enrollment open and um, and there's some great bonuses with that. So so check that out, crystalshamanschool.com. All right, so with that, my sacred friends, uh, I will be with you again next week as we dive back into Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. And I wish you an absolutely amazing fall equinox or spring equinox if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. And as always, shine brightly. Bye for now.